of it. Um, <clears throat> just a quick thumbnaily boy. Uh, okay. Ow. What's up? Oh, apparently saying what's up, guys, is not cool anymore. I don't know. But I guess it's a podcast, so I can do what I want. Also, I can do what I want. <laughs> it's mine. My podcast. No one telling me what to do. <laughs> okay, because today... Today we're talking about caring less. This has been something I've struggled with for a long time. But look, today I'm caring minimal amounts. Because... One, I'm pretty used to the camera now. I need to put this pen down. I keep doing this and then I like click it. I like click the pen. I like turn, turn and click it and it's probably very noisy. So yeah, you can see if you're on the YouTubes, I am channeling low care vibes. I'll, for those of you who are listening, basically I'm not wearing a bra. Not that you can see that in the video, like... In fact, it cuts off upper chest, at upper chest. So, you know, boobs aren't even in the question, really. But I'll inform you that I'm not wearing a bra. I showed up on camera with my dressing gown on. I just took it off. I'm wearing, sorry, not wearing. I washed my hair, which is like a once a week fucking miracle because that never happens. And it's up in like a wet top bun is that what you call it i don't know i'm not like cool enough to know what that means what the phrase is it's great to be back even though i only spoke to you yesterday um i think i podcasted with izzy yesterday my friend and went on for a long time which i have no issues with um and I had a good time it was nice to talk to somebody except myself because that's what I spend most of my time doing just for those of you who are listening on the daily um my jaw is still bad I think I mentioned it yesterday I've got a bit of a lisp um because my occlusion which is your bite is not right my bite's not right basically I don't know what's happened but my my jaw has some kind of issue on the right it's swollen I don't know not really Uh, you could maybe say it's slightly swollen to feel but anyway it's not that obvious um I think the TMJ joint the temporomandibular joint tempero I think it's tempero I'm just trying to remember, like, is it temporal? Oh my god, this is embarrassing, right? Because we just say TMJ, I just don't think about what the... the. I know it's temporal, temporal, temporal mandibular joint. Shut up! <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, that's my vibes. Oh yeah, I was saying that my jaw hurt. <laughs> um, basically, I went to the hygienist. I don't know if I've, like, strained my jaw from having it open... But I, I wasn't there that long. In fact, she said my teeth were 
pretty good. I was going to say perfect, but they, she didn't say perfect. She said they well, everything was minimal. Minimal is the word that I like to hear unless we're talking about how much hair I have left on my head or how much life I have left to live or um, how much money I have left. Then minimal's not a good word. But minimal plaque, minimal gum disease, mm, that that's something I want to attach minimal to. Um, okay, today we're talking about caring less. That was a long old intro, it was like four minutes. Oh. Um, I'm talking about caring less because I just think everybody cares too much. Look, there are things to care about. There are. But there are also things... Maybe I'm on the wrong end of the spectrum, I don't know. I'm on the sort of looser end of the spectrum. Now that's an adjective you don't want attached to you. Minimal, loose. Um, so, now let's let's talk about why my journey of caring less, because I think everyone definitely needs to know um by the way if you hadn't realized like I think I need to point this out because I don't think it's that obvious sometimes I'm quite sarcastic and if you think oh was that a joke like did she make a joke like yeah I probably did um if you think oh that was a bit risque did she was that a joke yeah props so um you know just take that into consideration I just winked (laughs) I never wink okay I'm in a silly mood which is weird because I thought that I would be very tired I am very tired maybe that's why I'm silly uh it's 12 at night literally just turned so I don't know I do everything last minute it's a problem um I'm not even getting to the point here. Right, caring less. I think everybody cares too much. It's very ingrained. Caring, I mean, obviously, is ingrained in medical life. And I think some specialties, not naming any names, um, definitely care significantly more than others. Uh, I've Maybe I should name names, I don't know. Um, no, I won't, actually. Because I don't want to be in trouble uh, but there are ones that are put a lot of onus on the patients you know your it's your job to contact us and to get back to us um, because generally the, they're so overwhelmed with generally yeah work <laughs> that if they followed everybody up they literally would I don't know I was gonna say die but that's a bit dramatic. Um, they would, they just wouldn't. There's not enough hours in the day. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, caring, pretty ingrained in being a doctor. So from the first few, even in like the first week, it's literally like, I mean, it's just. It's firstly, you probably go into it because you are a caring person. So maybe I'm, you know, a subsection of the population that cares a bit, you know, quite a lot. And 
I think medicine definitely like doing the course and the job definitely enhances that because um firstly yeah you should probably care about what you're doing otherwise what are you doing in that job um and if you don't care then it's kind of like a patient safety thing you know (laughs) orcs um but also people want you to care about them like that patient might rarely see a doctor so that's their kind of you know one one kind of touch with the medical profession or NHS or whatever maybe that year or first time in their life and yeah caring is important that's what I'm saying but how do we know when we're caring too much that's the question so I'm going to tell you what happened to me in F1 F1 was a bad year so F1 is like this by the way this podcast is not just for doctors if you're like fuck she's going to talk about loads of medical stuff like don't worry I'm not um I don't know that maybe medicine isn't for me anymore I don't know that's that's a quest I'm going through right now um it's a yeah it's a real it's a real life I'm having a midlife crisis essentially um help (laughs) no oh my god that was such a nervous laugh um so what happened in F1 so F1 I was saying F1 is the first year out of medical school medical school is five maybe six years everybody thinks it's seven it's not because those two years after you come out of medical school are the ones where people probably think it's seven you get like a provisional license after you finished f1 so you're a bit of a like not quite a doctor as an f1 but you are but like you're you're not like ticked off you know you're not you haven't completed it and then f2 you still have to kind of complete before you can get let out into the world but um you're a fully registered doctor by that point so f1 was a bad year for me lots of things happened i've talked about this in other podcasts i do not need to rehash it just go listen to those um i think it's called the worst year of my life so it's pretty aptly titled um that year I struggled with anxiety depression and that in turn affected my sleep all I my anxiety when I tried to go to sleep was so bad it would I'd just be like constantly thinking about things like what what have I forgotten something I I cared too much um I, I think I was just worried as well like oh did I forget to I mean I was you know not probably not a very good doctor at that point because like everyone's you know we're in our first few months of being a doctor so you're you're not you're not at your peak let's put it that way um I'm not talking about other people I'm just talking about me um so if somebody listens to that and goes I'm an f1 you just told me I'm not my peak like I mean it's probably true but I don't know. You can judge that for yourself. Um, but yeah, you've got a lot to learn. 
in F1. That's what you, why you're doing it. I feel like I'm just digging myself a hole of regret. Um, but so you do F1 and it's like, for, yeah, like I said, probably not like an amazing doctor because you're me. I'm trying to like figure out what does an INR of eight mean? Like I knew it was bad, don't worry. But like, um, it's just all contextual, isn't it? You're like, I don't know. Is what does what does this even mean? Um, does somebody like go to the I don't know, like cut themselves on on a bed sheet and and like bleed out with an INR of eight? I don't know. They don't, but um, that's the kind of things that go through your head, and you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes you don't even register that INR of eight is like bad. So then you go home, and you're kind of like, oh, I forgot to do that. So this happens. I feel like more often than it should with um doctors is I went back in when I uh to prescribe some antibiotics I should have just rung the on call like that's what I would do now but I think I'd forgotten and so I called it was it was like some oral antibiotics it wasn't mega but I called the um no I didn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't call the on call I went in because I lived right by hospital so it didn't seem that bad but anyway when I got in I was like not wearing my doctor clothes I'd been at home or at the gym or whatever and I think I had my badge but I turned up and I and then the nurses were like oh my god like freaking out because someone was sick in one of the side rooms and then I got involved in like kind of resuscitating that patient it was um yeah it was a weird time I was like in my gym clothes like I am a doctor don't worry um but anyway that was uh you know maybe not the highlight of my life but anyway what I'm saying is I was kept awake a relatively significant amount because I was just caring too much worrying about patience like it would all go through my mind like did I did I document that did I did I talk to them enough did I tell them specifically did I you know or should I have handed that over and I'm kind of at a point now where I recognize my limits I also forget less I write everything down because then you know it's a nightmare if you forget to do stuff it's like I feel like I I feel like I'm being really witty but also then I feel like I'm not because <laughs> I'm listening to myself and I'm like am I just rambling shit I might be I'm quite tired and I'm just rambling whatever people like to listen to that so oh let's go on to the point where um through your first years as a doctor and this is you know this is so applicable to other jobs as well especially like professional jobs where you have to you're like constantly monitored anyway as an f1 and f2 you're very heavily monitored because you're new and baby and 
that's kind of the time that you're probably going to make the most mistakes. So you're, you have these like team assessment of behaviours or multi-source feedback or 360s, like they call them, but they're like reviews, like what did your colleagues think of you? And it's always, I don't know, it's... <laughs> someone always brings something up you know like and then that kind of brings in the the paranoia and the anxiety of oh was I you know nice enough to that person did did I say something horrible when I was you know or snap a bit when I was like hungry or whatever and people remember those things even though the form says a general overview, not a specific like one-time event. But anyway, <clears throat> people people remember. And you can fail parts of your like year if you don't get good feedback or you don't complete all of your competencies or whatever. So there's you know, there is stuff riding on it. Oh my God, I'm so sorry about that. Okay. The anxiety for me, I would lie in bed and then the thoughts would go through my head and I would get like pounding, like not fast, like my heart wasn't fast, it was just I could feel it, it was like pounding. Um, And you can't really sleep when your heart is behaving like you're climbing a ladder or I don't know that was, that was a weird object to climb uh well it's not actually because you would climb a ladder but it was a bit of a rubbish one wasn't it a bit of a rubbish analogy um can't really sleep when your heart is acting as if you're doing chest compressions I don't know whatever um so that took me a long time to get over and look I still give a fuck about what people think about me and I say the word fuck because um I actually forgot to mention (laughs) the book that I read is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and I honestly do recommend it if you're listening to this podcast because you give too many fucks go and read that I can't really remember fully what it said but like I remember it being good and my mind would remember it if I like went you know flipped through the book but it was a long time ago that I read it like four years ago or something so but it's left that lasting memory of goodness so anyway so that's where the fuck came from it was a bit unsolicited otherwise but yeah I do still give a fuck about what people think um mainly about what they think about me so my biggest maybe I shouldn't reveal my biggest like problems <laughs> but there we go we're we're just laying it out on the line today um god I need to f- get some energy Whoa. I feel like I'm oh dear okay um <laughs> people are so complicated humans are so complicated they really are like interactions between people are so complicated and some people aren't very nice no shit 
dawn come on um so yeah look I do still care about what people think about me and it's only I only care about what they think about my actions or like whether they think I'm a I'm like bad at my job or whether they think I'm like they think something about my personality I care so much less about how I look you know I do look beautiful like all the time so it's it's fine but sarcasm um but no I actually I used to care like would I have firstly would I have even been on camera no a few years ago no would I have been on camera looking like this like I don't look bad I just you know I don't I'm not like I don't wear makeup I stopped wearing makeup literally when COVID happened because we had to wear masks all the time. It was just like spots and no, it was a nightmare. And I was also like, no one can see my face, so why do I care? And then I just never went back because who's got like an extra 20 minutes in their schedule and when I could be sleeping or doing something much more fun like podcasting? There you go. Um, or I could be putting on makeup. I do it for very special events like a fucking wedding or maybe a push my birthday but no probably not um events where there will be lots of pictures (laughs) actually that's just every day isn't it but yeah weddings the things where I get like glammed up for um so I haven't seen myself in makeup for like three years so that would be a surprise um but yeah I've given I I don't know I think I care less about what people think about how I look because I've been on camera so much I don't really care now like I wear literally pajama potato sack scrubs every day and I'd rather wear that than wear actual clothes and look nice and I wear leggings most of the time I don't know I'm not trying to impress anyone no one's judging me probably on my appearance so I don't even brush my hair um because I don't know I don't need to it's up all the time but yeah so I don't really care about what people think about my looks but I know that how I behave and how I how competent I am is is monitored that is monitored like people give a shit about that because it matters and that's probably why but look I actually wrote I don't know why but I think I've just had an epiphany I think I've just figured it out so um you just witnessed history right there um but I don't know how to stop caring about what people think about me maybe I just need a job with much lower stakes and a job where it's like well whatever I don't know like this do people care like I don't know maybe they do when you start like when people start actually listening but um at the moment I don't feel like really anybody cares so I could probably just sit here naked and no one would know I'm not gonna do that don't worry so um oh my god I've written dating on twinder I've I've written dating on tinder guys we need to talk about this because I think a lot of your self-worth comes from tinder and maybe that's why I care less about my appearance because 
I am in a stable relationship so I'm just like whatever I've let myself go that's what they say isn't it so I mean dating on tinder is all about what people think about you especially about your looks mainly and then it's those first impressions and you know I'm guilty of probably being judgmental I mean you're judging people of course you are on a date because you're like are you gonna be my life partner are you um so I think oh my god tinder why I just feel like it's I've never the thing is I've never been in a like a place where Mm, I mean to be fair my first two boyfriends I did meet in person so I can't like I can't play that off as I've never been in a society where social what do you call it oh my god online dating is is not a construct two double negatives um but look I dated on tinder for a bit because why not broke up out of like a nearly four-year relationship and that's what you do isn't it you just you have a little little browse little gander I think by the way I think someone needs to create a tinder for houses and I know you could say well right move but no I want to swipe like left and right because I want to be like no and just like get out of my mind and out of my feed so tinder or you know right move come up with an option that you could do that that would be really great um so yeah I I tended to go for guys who um unfortunately a lot of people also bow I don't know sometimes I just say words and I'm like no that didn't work um they also fall for I don't know whatever they also want to date um because they make you feel excited and I guess that is because they make you feel insecure to be honest they do um they make you feel like you're living life on the edge and isn't that exciting they they make them they make you feel like they are unavailable and that makes you want them more so I feel like I cared too much about these about what these people thought about me and about um and about getting their approval and you know probably going for guys that were more unstable or made you feel kind of unstable rather than guys who made you feel safe and secure so I've definitely learned a lot from that care uh, less about what people think about you because like if they don't like you if you meet them on a first date and they don't like you does it matter like if they don't like you then fuck them because don't try and gain somebody's attention or care about somebody's about what they think about you they either think they're better than you or 
they just I don't know I'm gonna say it they just don't want to date you but that's fine because you don't want to be chasing after somebody that isn't good enough for you okay I'm giving some real oh wait there wait there wait there giving some real life advice here I said wait there because I had to reset the camera it's a really annoying thing where it only records for 30 minutes so I need to try and figure out whether I can change that um yeah so I've learned self-worth especially when dating just care less about what they think you know you put on this like all this makeup and look really nice for a first date and of course it's nice to do that but I don't know maybe I'm only saying this because I'm not si- I'm sing not single <laughs> um okay how do we start to care less I think some of that comes from firstly a lot of work (laughs) I had to like work on my self-worth and learn the hard way unfortunately getting rejected and then being like "Mm, I don't quite like this why am I going for these guys that are just twats I'm not saying all guys are twats I'm just saying the ones I went for seemingly had something in common okay um and so time I've had not gonna lie I mean people know this already I do have a counsellor private counsellor um and I've had CBT on the NHS before so if you're if you care too much to the point where it's giving you anxiety and and mental health problems like go and sort it out with someone like it's a no-brainer yes there's a waiting list but just get yourself on and then then you're done aren't you um but although it's been a long process I'm obviously still not there like come on and the thing is we care so much in our 20s especially about what we look like I guess in a way our our personality is still mine's probably finished now so I'm kind of stuck with this but our personality over that time is like developing so we're kind of figuring out what do I care about and what do I not but looks I think look we look the arguably according to social norms we look the best in our 20s yet that is the time that we care so much and are so uh think so negatively of our physical self that it's actually kind of ironic and by the point that you get to like you know you've had kids or whatever and you're like 50 like they're the people that I see and I'm like I I aspire to you because I they they're just like meh whatever (laughs) like especially as a doctor a lot of the younger patients are very nervous about getting bits out the older people no they do not give a shit they really don't and they know that I don't give a shit either so 
it's like a mutual understanding um so as well as time and therapy and um antidepressants um and just learning the hard way how else have i done it guys i need to turn you over to the dark side because i've joined an improv theater and i fucking love it i feel like a silly little sausage running about saying crazy things anything that comes out of my mouth and i just say it and you know within reason um before i had a very strong um block on what i said and i think the thing is i didn't have that when i when i first started medical school and i just sort of i didn't say what i thought i i did have some you know oh my god what is the word i had some control um and people thought i just had verbal diarrhea but no um i did have some kind of barrier but then i think my barrier became so big throughout f1 and f2 because and throughout medical school to the point where sometimes i felt paralyzed by like not saying the wrong thing that i would just be like oh you know just hold holding back so improv is literally all about just saying the first thing that comes to your mind and it's just so freeing everyone just has fun it's such a good time it's much less scary than you think i mean maybe i've got a good theater it's the bristol improv theater um and obviously in bristol and people come far and wide to it it's a very safe space and they make everybody feel very comfortable a lot of people are very nervous when they first come and yeah silly and you let go and it's bloody great but talking about letting go i'm wondering this is something that's going on in my mind and has been for a while and this is just you know talking about any old job if you don't work in medicine but you have a job that you're like I am not vibing with it then maybe it's time to let that go it's a difficult severance to be honest um I am I don't think I want to leave medicine completely but I don't know that I want to do clinical medicine uh yeah I'm (sighs) if you want me to do a whole podcast on this I will just like put it in the YouTube comments or something um but look I went into it when I was 16 I did not know one what I was getting myself into two um things have changed since then and three I've changed as a person four do you really know what you want at 16 like no i don't think you do but you have to make this quite big life decision anyway i don't regret going into medicine it's given me you know a great life generally i can work anywhere i'm very employable i've got loads of really good skills um and i've seen lots of very interesting things but 
I'm wondering if now is the time. Do I, you know, do I let go? Do I want to, I don't know. Look, I'm exploring other options. But anyway, um, yeah, improv. I love it. You need something that is like an outlet for that. And it's like, think about it, right? What do you care about too much? Is it like you care about how people think about how you look? Well, why don't you try going out without makeup on for a day? Why don't you try doing a dance class? Why don't you try just one small thing? Because if you don't change something, it's, you know, it's going to be an even slower and more painful process. Come on. So I'm, this is why I'm on my, oh my bum, I've been sat on this um, really hard bench for a few hours now. It's not good. Uh, This is, you know, I'm all about self-improvement and going through life and improving every day. On the weekend, this weekend, uh, yeah, literally like the day after tomorrow, I've joined up to this class where it's like dance, body, movement. So you literally just like flow. If you're just listening to the podcast, I'm like, I'm, I'm winding and I'm moving my arms. Um, like... I don't really know an octopus that's what I look like right now so that's just an image for you um an octopus without the suckers and the extra six legs wait no I do have I have got four so extra four but you can't see the other two so yeah (laughs) just I'm a two-legged octopus um another thing that I did was that we went to a pottery class and me and my friend Izzy who again you might have seen her on my videos or the podcast she and I went to a pottery class did I just say that I don't know um anyway I I haven't got the vase in here but I painted a vase it's fucking great um and I am very much an overthinker and I just I can't just like let go and basically care less I was like oh what design am I gonna do and I really tried to let that go and get into my get into the mindset of just paint whatever because it's not gonna you're not Picasso like you're not Tracy Emin she didn't never painted I don't think but <laughs> a throwback to Tracy Emin uh, you're not Banksy like you're Dawn and you're trying to have fun so care less and just accept that it might not be the best artwork you've ever seen so I think maybe the way is and I've just thought about what those two things have in common they're both creative processes so try and find some kind of creative process and just let go it doesn't have to be crazy improvised dance class or or also improv 
because those things are quite heavy to jump into um as in people have not heavy as in like you shouldn't go and do it but heavy as in people are anxious to go and do it and you know I encourage you to go you don't need to be anxious they're very lovely it's very fun um but look find a creative process one that you're comfortable with and just let go just do whatever just do the flow and you know yoga yoga's a good one um especially the instructors that like just do what feels good for your body and you're not like I need to follow their exact instructions must follow no just do what feels good for you let go I think that's gonna be it I hope you enjoyed that I did I feel <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit like uh so it is quite hard to um talk to and with yourself for 40 minutes and stay very lively but look we're working on ourselves okay that's the end of today i'll see you i mean it's already the next day now but i'll see you in tomorrow's podcast i've no idea what it's going to be about yet if you know you have any ideas please let me know because i'd be grateful (laughs) um and yeah thanks for tuning in if you listened all all the way to the end like congratulations um also congratulations to me because i was that enthralling that you chose to listen to me for 42 minutes straight congrats to me and you congratulations okay that's enough bye